Hey, Modern Eater fans, Jay Parker here. How are you on the show today? Bin 707 up in Grand Junction with Chef Josh Nuremberg. Uh, Green Earth Farms, you're going to be blown away how this guy grows uh, produce off the grid. I don't even know how we found him. Nobody knows where he is, but he's growing produce. And then also Peach Street Distillers. Now, all these videos are from last year's TME Road Trip 2020 and the Summer Dinner Series 2020. In case you missed it, this year's TME Road Trip 2021 and Summer Dinner Series 2021 is rapidly approaching. And so we're showing you a lot of the videos from last year so you can check it out and be like, oh, that's what the dinner looks like. Oh, look at these cool places they're going. Listen, like and share all the stuff you see. If you uh, like it, uh, like it. And if you care about uh, sharing it, then share it. <laughs> uh, that's the show today. So are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. GJ, Grand Junction, Colorado, or just Junction, right? Junction. <laughs> Junction. Junktown. You, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta <laughs> catch up with Chef, right? Chef Josh <laughs> Nuremberg. <Slope>. <laughs> What's <laughs> happening, man? Oh, sorry. Oh, guys, nothing. How are y'all? Well, we're good. Got to see you. We're gonna be heading down the road to Paonia here this afternoon, but we awesome. gotta get some tacos and awesome. catch up with you. A lot of cool new stuff going on. Yeah. First of all, dining room. There's a couple people in here. Yeah, we got dining room open last week. We're up to four whole tables, so we're just cranking now. Looking good. Uh, being a little facetious, but you know, it's better than zero. It's nice to have life back in here. But right? there's yeah, we've got life. We've got music. We've got people outside. It's it's nice. We're finally like back in business a little bit feels good lots of ground to cover right brian oh my gosh yeah i do. well just you've got the third restaurant coming we're going to announce that today you're you're a Wait, man of the hour this is happening you didn't know a tour of Benberger here in about five minutes nice 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 yeah you guys want to we're well we're in the bar right now I, we're just checking out this line right here yeah we're talking check. about yeah. extension of alcohol for one more year and this is something you're going to keep but look at this it's a keeper so this has worked really well for us. Uh, we're working with the different labeling and products and bottles. I can't tell you, I mean, anybody that has tried to look into this can commiserate with me <laughs> that the bottles in the country are just gone. But uh, we're working on a product line that's gonna be consistent between Ben Burger Taco Party and Ben 707 Food Bar. So we ultimately will have about close to 20 cocktails. They're all bottled as a 12 ounce, so it's two drinks per. Um, so yeah, that's been working pretty well for us. Uh, you know, we sell them with food. It's definitely not helping our sales, mm -hmm. but it's not hurting our sales right, either. Right. You know, I mean, it's it's something more than just takeout and just four tables yeah. in the dining room. So well, well, yeah, and Josh, you said you you've been actually been okay with your sales, right? They haven't been rocking anything out of the park, but it's not. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a tale of two different restaurants in a way. You know, at Ben. Uh, just the nature of that restaurant, we're down like 70%. Mm. We, we, even with the dining room we reopen, we're still down 60%. On the other hand, you know, here we, we're doing tacos through our garage door window. It's a little bit more accessible. It's a little bit faster. And our numbers are down by like 10% since COVID started. So we've been, you know, really, really, really lucky to be able to continue that here. And ultimately, here, what we've done at Taco Party and what I've been working on next door at Ben Burger mm -hmm. will allow us to continue to keep all of our staff. Like, to date of, I think we started with 63 employees, we, we've laid off two. And That's both of those were people that were laid off for health concerns and health reasons that basically put into the unemployment system rather than putting them on the front lines at risk. I love that. So. That's seeing a lot of attrition with uh, in the front range of just folks not going back to work or they weren't retained and 
for whatever reasons, moved on with their lives, but so good to hear that your team is together. This is my first time here at Taco Party, but the kitchen is set up, man. Yeah, There's let me, go, let cool me give stuff. you the tour. Yeah, so, would you mind? You know, the kitchen's a wide-open kitchen. Uh, w when we designed and built out this restaurant, we did it kind of differently than we did at Ben. I kind of relate to Ben as sort of a Camry. We got a little four-cylinder uh, running yeah. a, big, a big car. This is our Ferrari. So we've got a small dining room, and we can do anything out of it. We can crank volume. We can do takeout at volume. We can do to-go, delivery, etc. So by design, this kitchen is just, it functions well. But, uh, yeah, come on back. Show you around. Do you have folks that work just their own station, or do you? Everybody's cross-trained on all stations, uh, but that's also to say that most of my crew has been here for several years, gotcha. so they really have things that they've taken as their own responsibilities. So this is Mark and Adam back here. Uh, Mark and Adam both help run this kitchen and have been here for some time doing so. So Mark's doing uh, production of tacos, building all the tacos. You can see we've got our El Pastor spit, we've got our Carmelo tacos, and our proprietary blue corn tortilla. It's a bow and arrow blue corn next to mall that we have done here in Grand Junction specifically for us, which is which is dope. We've Brad. heard bow and arrow probably five times so far, and we're off to meet Simon. Yeah. Uh, yeah on Monday, we'll be down there at bow and arrow, and we can't wait to hear his story. You know, to be perfectly honest, and I would love if you guys share this with him, the existence of bow and arrow is probably why Taco Party's here. Because really? we were trying to explore another concept of what we can do with products available to us, local products, Western Colorado products. Uh -huh. To realize that they had corn, we had to then bring in the corn, we had to you know, play with the corn, turn it into nixtamal, press tortillas, etc. We then found a partner that could produce those for us at volume, uh -huh. um, but the whole idea was, hey, what do we start a new concept on? I don't want to do sandwiches, I don't think we could keep up with the volume of baking, especially in a relatively small kitchen. Uh -huh. Said, hey, this corn is killer. This, you know, it's a yeah. Colorado product, it's an indigenous blue corn that we can do traditional yeah. technique as a base for all our tacos. So it's really paying heritage and respect to the cuisine as well as the region without borders involved. You know, like, that, take the yeah, that's out of Josh it. Nurmer, Isn't that, that cool? That, well, and here, Greg's a little interesting tidbit about the way that he's processing uh -huh. his corn is the right way that it's been done for 10,000 years, whereas most, most cheaper, you know, now this isn't some of the great guys that we work with, like Rockalitas, but cheaper people will cut corners and not do the nixtalization. Am I Nix saying that? Nixtamol. Yeah. Nixtamol process, which is super important. And it's just about soaking it yep. overnight. And which is easy with a little ash yep. is how it was done traditionally. And that's something that a lot of people don't know. And which, do you use only corn tortillas here? We use, no, we're doing two different tortillas. Um, we're doing a Caramello, which is a Sonoran style tortilla that's actually out of Kansas City. The reason we're using that is comes down to quality. At the end of the day, we have to have the best product we can. Uh, Rich and I have talked quite a bit about our tortillas. He's actually been here a couple times and, and uh, has signed off on allowing <laughs> me to continue our, our program because he stands behind it. But the, the Caramello, like Sonoran-style wheat tortillas that are coming out of Kansas City are just bonkers for a flour tortilla. Wow. And then the blue corn tortilla, again, is proprietary for us. Yeah, these so. guys just crank back here, huh? Yeah, so, you know, we do, we've got six tacos, four appetizers, a half dozen cocktails, and that's what we do. Al Pastor cranking all the time. Yeah. Al Pastor always on. We're doing a pork belly <laughs> Al Pastor, um, of course, in the traditional Josh fashion, if you would. That's all Western Colorado ingredients for the achiote rub and the marinade on it. So, yeah, we're doing... 
you know, we're doing everything as local as we can. That's the whole purpose of the restaurant. Everything we've explored at Bin on a more composed level, uh-huh. it just doesn't have to be composed. Yeah. We can, we can, I don't know if you can see this, Jay, but if you want to come back and take a look here, you know, we can fill our board right now as we were just talking about yeah. strawberry and radish season, right? So we can fill our board in essentially a quick service or almost fast food format using all local ingredients, you know, nothing to hide. With really the only exception being the avocados, but if you got to, yeah, that's the exception, you know. Um, so yeah, so here, come on through. I'll show you guys the kitchen. Josh, and you're a detail guy. Where did you get those to-go boxes for your tacos? I love that. That's Honestly, are those hot dogs originally, or no? What? It's a to-go box. We're, we have two different versions of them. We are, um, you know, kind of limited by price because we're doing as much takeout as we are. We have a different version of that that has a plastic top. We converted everything at Ben to have a plastic top so anybody can see their food without having to open the box, and you can remove the top of the box and eat out of it as though it's a dining plate. Hey, so easy can, with the movement on the arm there. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we tried to keep everything as close to eating off of a plate as we yeah. could. So this box is a little bit more cost-effective version of it, uh, but it's one of the two boxes that we use that's a sep- separate taco compartment box. Like yeah. I said, we don't, do the, we don't do the starch, the rice and beans. We just crank tacos and guac and a couple of apps, and that's it. So it works really well. Not details, good. man. Yeah. Details. Josh, all of the details. I love it, man. So, uh, yeah, come on back. So we are, um, as I mentioned, production-wise, you know, I've got our coolers here, our production here. We've got it all, all of our herbs. right here. We do gastrique instead of citrus, so we use local fruit and local cider vinegar to make gastriques to use in the guac and to use in the food instead of using citrus, just to keep it a little bit more local. So it's a big part of the flavor profile that we try to hit. Um, You guys know I got Blaine's tomatoes here. I'm always going to have Blaine's tomatoes. If they're in season, I've got them. So we got some hibiscus for the bar program and some tomatoes from Blaine. Look at those buttes. Wow. Let's and then come on over. I'll show you guys Ben Burger. Ben Burger. This is so exciting, man. We're, and w- didn't we have a great restaurateur tell us, Greg, one time that what are the, you know, the three main things that every, like, real restaurant, it's tacos, burgers, and what was that last one, Greg? Tacos, bur- pizza. Yep, that's He was right. like, these are your three. If you're going to have a restaurant, you got to do something like this. I had this when I was a kid. Well, if... Here, let me, I'm going to take this off. If the hot tomato didn't exist, we'd be in the pizza business as well. But with the hot tomato in Western Colorado, there's no reason for us to want to do anything. To do it. But, um, yeah, what, what, this was... What, in your mind, and we'll continue here, but hot tomato, hot tomato, you, we, you hear it around this region here. What, what is it about them that sticks out for you? Uh, it's a community driver. It's the way they operate their business. Yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, Western Colorado wouldn't be what it is without outdoor recreation. And outdoor recreation wouldn't be what it is without Hot Tomato as the hub. Mm-hmm. So, really? One of your favorite forms of recreation right that's here. That's right. Um, I'm still working on trying to get a skate park built here. I'm on a 10-year mission, but at least I can promote it through restaurants. Where'd you restaurants. get these decks? I collect. Um, you know, we've got, well, I also make some. Here's some taco party decks. Oh, I should take a picture and share my, pal, my old Pal Peralta oh, deck that I have, man. Everyone's, every time anyone sees it, they're like, oh, my gosh. See, this is an antique. So this was, uh, this was dinner party. So this was a 50-seat dining room. I got gotcha. you. Needless to say, post-COVID times, it's not a necessity. Uh-huh. Jay, come this way with me. So what we've done here is to rebuild the dining room. 
I'm getting you as close to the back. Go back. That way. Um, so what we've built here is essentially a touch-free restaurant. Uh-huh. So we've got everybody can come order order from QR codes, seat themselves, use tech, use apps to be what, able to order. Yeah, yeah. So touch-free in, in what sense? How did it just... We, so we are building out our system that from our app through our website, you can choose dine-in, take-out, or delivery. Gotcha. And it's all through your phone. So if you choose dine-in, you help yourself to a seat. Uh-huh. You oh, take out your phone. You order. When your order's up, you're notified on your phone. You come and pick it up. Perfect. Our water is wow. all touch-free. Everything's set up touch-free. So the, this whole, actually, both sides will be set up completely touch-free. You're building a business exactly on the model of right now. This is, this is what we've got to do to be able to, you know, continue to operate. Well, and, but what, I mean, the ingenuity of we're in these times, it's crazy. And what a great chef is thinking about doing is, is how am I going to stay progressive, stay with the times, do something that is going to be part of the future? You're Josh all over it. Well, well you've got to, you yeah. don't have yeah. any other choice, you know? Yeah. Part of you hopes that that's not the future. I mean, I don't know. Is there an intimacy factor that's missing? We're not. Ta- we're not taking out traditional service. We're just adding to it. Yeah. So we're well, just adding options. You know? And Josh, share with everyone right now because you said something that was profound to me, and I've shared it with a bunch of um, a bunch of sh- other chefs, and that's the fact is you said Brian, we have three things to offer, and I'll let you take it from there. Well, and yeah, and honestly, it's the part that's the most difficult as an operator, right? Um, you know, the, so honestly, what I get the most choked up about is talking about what our product is. And our product is ambiance and experience. And right now, we don't have ambiance or experience. We're just, I mean, I have four tables. We're barely in the ambiance and experience. We can provide food. We can do a statement with our food. We can have the best wineless cocktails in the world. The restaurants should be an escape. They should be someplace fun. And the ambiance should be unique to the restaurant. You know, it should be a special place. We can't do that right now. Mm-hmm. So we're just trying to find new ways to be able to do that, to make people comfortable, to allow them to come into our space yeah. so we can host them, take care of them, feed them, and ultimately just provide something unlike they'd be able to experience anywhere else. I don't care where it is. We just want to do what we do, not copy, yeah. not take, you know, just showcase where we are and what we do uh-huh. so many chefs should listen to that and learn from this guy right here truly i mean an inspiration josh always whenever i talk with you i'm just like wow you do something that's powerful I well just, thank you I, what's up with ben 707 how are you easing back into it there well so we, it's kind of a convoluted and it's a really long story but ultimately with the way the grant programs worked we were able to receive ppp funding mm-hmm. It's no secret that I run crazy high labor costs, so Mm -hmm. our PPP funding was strong enough to be able to keep all of my utilities paid and all of my uh, employees on throughout that entire time. We also applied for idle grants. We received an idle grant both here and there. So we turned that idle grant right into investment in the space. So the idle grant built out that dining room, and that idle grant remodeled the bin dining room. So I haven't posted anything on social, and honestly, on social, I've been quiet for about three weeks just essentially building anticipation and getting past sort of a soft opening. But we've completely remodeled the inside of Ben. We've made it more formal. We've made the table smaller and more intimate. Interesting. So, yeah, you know, we've got, now we've got a space next door that I can do, uh, you know, a little bit more volume 
with our burger that was so successful at uh -huh. Bin, and we've created a more formal space at yeah. Bin that is totally ambiance and experience driven, even more so than it previously was. So you're kind of keeping the ribbon around it right now? Yeah, it's, you know, it'll be 100% finished as of Monday, and we'll open here as of Monday. So as of Monday, we'll have three essentially completely new versions of what we were doing in March. Okay, so we'll be on the road when you do that, but promise us that you'll grab a camera and let us link to you like we do with yeah, Boom and show us around. Sure. We'd love to see yeah, that. That'd yeah, be you awesome. bet. That's going to be exciting. Is, isn't what he just said? I mean, no, it's so it's, powerful. Yeah. I just <laughs> it's good stuff. We always look to you to really kind of see what you're doing because you're constantly thinking, man. I mean, do you ever turn your brain off for a second? I don't have the opportunity. <laughs> it's, I mean, I'm going to tell you, you know. I showed you the, that new packaging, keep yeah. pushing. It's, yeah. We're fighting tooth and nail all day, every day to try to keep keep the lights on. Wow. You know? I doing. mean, sales are not supporting it yet, so it's tight. Doing a good job. Thank you for what you do. Yeah, of course. Thanks for stopping Visit. by, guys. All right. This is good stuff. We're heading on down the road to Paonia, Colorado. Uh, we're going to go see uh, Big B's and Jeff Schwartz, see what he's up to. And then uh, Four Corners, we're going to go to Bow and Arrow and see Simon, and we'll head into Durango, keep it moving through the uh, San Luis Valley, up through Crestone. Yeah. We're going to head into West Cliff, and, and uh, we're going to go to Surf Hotel. You know anything about Surf Hotel? I know all about it. I haven't been there, but that place looks just awesome. Have you'll, a good time while you're there. you'll have to watch Thursday night. We'll yeah. be broadcasting live really? from Surf Hotel. If you guys haven't already, you should reach out to the folks at Dram Pocket Theory. Yes, uh, I yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. old friends of mine. Cool. I should I should write in Salida. That's a great yep. a great idea because yeah. those are good good folk at Dram. Absolutely. We're actually we're going to be seeing Berg Harvest, South River Aquaponics, Bow and Arrow. Oh, uh, we've quick. got some great farms. James Ranch. We're going to try to get into them. 14. Chef, thanks for letting us catch up with hey, you. My pleasure. Thanks Good for stopping by, guys. It's time for a taco party. Let's eat some tacos, Jay. Hey, guys. Alex Armitas over at Sam's Number 3 Glendale. You want a Bloody Mary? You want a cheeseburger? You want a breakfast burrito? Greek salad? Bacon gyro meat? Chicken souvlaki? Barbecue ranch salad? We got you covered. Come down and see us. One more time. Try it again. Hey, guys. Alex Armitas over here at Sam's Number 3 Glendale. Now get your ass to themoderneater.com. Thank you so much. Modern Eater, we love you guys. This is Amber with Northern Colorado Potatoes, reminding everyone that potatoes grown here are truly rooted in love and rooted in a long history of being grown in this area. Early 1900s reports show that this was either the largest or one of the largest potato producing areas in the nation. Other states have had some amazing branding, but don't forget we have all your favorite varieties and more you love to cook and eat, including russet. Support local potatoes, you won't be disappointed. Hey guys, it's Caroline Glover. I'm the chef owner of Annette out at Stanley Marketplace. Citrus is about to be in its prime, and you're watching the Modern Eater Show. <laughs> I'm fine with that making education cool again, Jay. You know how? Culinary Quick Start program. We are in love. They're using Studio Kitchen Colorado Monday through Thursday. If you have any desire to get into culinary or you're just sharpening your skills, I'm telling you, these guys, Chef Blake, Chef Marcus, they're instructing a course, and I've been there the past couple of nights, and this course is cool. It's informative, it's innovative, and it has the modern eater touch on it. You can tune into this as well, but you have to sign up for the course. If you go to themoderneater.com, you'll see it on the top navigation bar. It's a drop down. Emily Griffith Culinary Quick Start. 
All of the stuff that we're doing and sign up information is right there for you. It's a gimme. It's free to you. It's like the cooking classes you pay for. Don't pay for them anymore. You just sign up and what is the best part of this thing? We got jobs for you. The troops are rallying, the community's getting together and there's a baseline. So restaurants, if you wanna get involved, you're a restaurant tour, you can get involved because we need you and you to support this program with your skills. So what does that entail? This entails getting together and having a job seminar for these students. It's gonna be a baseline. You need a baseline of knowledge for your students for when they come in, you know they're gonna be able to handle a line in a kitchen. So get involved. If you have any interest in signing up and being a student for this class, you can't get in on this three weeks, but the following three weeks you can get in on. Again, sign up, themoderneater.com. You'll see Emily Griffith Culinary Quick Start. But we want you to join the revolution of making education cool again. Okay, back to Elevation Food Service reps. Hi, I'm Amber with Strohauer Farms. And I'm just here to remind you that the best potatoes are grown here in Colorado. Goodness elevated. Thanks for watching the Modern Eater Show. Hey, Zach Ryder here, Colorado Mills Sunflower Products out of Lamar, Colorado, your only local source grown from a local crop to produce a local oil for local chefs. You can find it at Shamrock Foods, What Chefs Want, Seattle Fish Company. Uh, let me try it one more time, then we'll see. Hey, restaurants, we're glad you're reopening from Colorado Mills Sunflower Oil. We'll see you soon. <laughs> First, we partner with the best farmers in the world, and then we tell them, we will take it all. Process whole spices daily, blend custom spices to order, keep it fresh, safe, and flavorful, all so that you can get back to doing what you do best. So whether you're a restaurant, a food manufacturer, or an at-home cook, be sure to visit The Spice Guy at www.thespiceguyco.com. Hey Modern Eater fans, I'm Don Trobo with the Annex by Art at Mills and I just wanted to give you a heads up about some of the great things we've got going on locally in the state. We're headquartered right here and we're working with farmers in the San Luis Valley to bring you amazing Colorado quinoa. It's just like the South American stuff, but grown locally. We've got transitional wheat flour that's grown by farmers in Colorado and surrounding states who are in the process of, of turning their fields into organic. So we're taking that transitional wheat and turning into flour and now it's available for you to cook and bake with and last but not least we're now cleaning grain berries in denver so things like spelt or wheat berries uh, or pearl barley those are things that we're now doing right here locally and are available to you can't wait to share it with you <laughs> hi i'm jeff nations from aspen baking company it's really important right now to support local that's why i support the modern eater now, back to the show. If you look up farmer in the dictionary, kaboom!
Boom! Tom McCracken, right, Brian? I love it. I love it. That's how I feel about this guy. That's the truth. Tom McCracken here. We're at Green Earth. I've never not seen orchard. you in overall. Yeah. yeah. And seeing that flashback grower's hat, man. Woo! We're doing it, huh? 2020 road trip continues. It is, what is it? Archaic Orchards and Green Earth Farms. Green Earth Farms. Green well, Earth is the parent company, yeah. So tell us about what we're about to go look at so, here. In I every, don't know. Well, last time you were here, we did just I show you around? all the manos and matates? There's a great specimen right there. Yeah, we saw that right at the end there. That, I love this right there. And Tom, explain to them what this is while I go to... So that's the mono. That's what they grind the grain and uh, seeds and nuts. And I'm assuming they mix it all together with some dried meat too, probably for pemmican. Um, and then we found so many here mm -hmm. just in this spot. That's why we call it Archaic Orchard. But all those are monos in the wall there. And that's... Uh, and this is the mono, which is the grinding uh, stone, yeah, right? You can see how it's smooth on both sides, actually. Yeah. Where they've been working it. You can see that. Well, and so I think, Tom, that's an awesome setup because, because quite honestly, this is like your... Like, you are one of those people that farms really to the earth and is someone that has always... When, you know, you brought organic farming to me more than 25 years ago in a way that was real versus in some ways some of the crap you fantasize can, can we about. do that let's go back yeah where are you from where Where'd am i from up? uh i uh, grew up let's in iowa and, and up, uh, iowa and upstate new york um farming no my father's a minister all his brothers are ministers uh my brothers are ministers. <laughs> what kind of food did you eat growing up? Well, Tom, you're a minister, though, for the earth, brother. Macaroni and cheese with hot dog slices. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Any produce in your life at that uh, point? You know, we did not have a lot of produce. We, my grandpa was a farmer, and, and so when we visited his farm, we'd get fresh fresh veggies, and, and he had strawberries and that sort of thing. Did that spark your interest? Yeah, yeah. He had some cows and some hogs and couple of ponds we could fish in and that sort of thing and so uh yeah he definitely he was a an inspiration for me what'd you go to school for and then i went to csu for one year for forestry um brought you to colorado huh so that's what brought me to colorado bring that mic right up to you so we can hear you when was that 1975 the year of our lord 1975, <laughs> Tom McCracken, Colorado. And then, so with the mindset, because there's a big mindset that's going on right here, right? Your ethos. How would you describe your ethos of farming? Well, I've scaled back considerably. Uh, it's kind of nice. I've, uh, Kai over here is working for me, but he's my only employee. And, uh, yeah, I've had up to 15 people working on my farm when I was in Sawatch. And we were farming quite a bit more land. And then I was trying to truck it and do farmer's markets and all that at the same time. So, yeah, this has scaled back quite a bit for me. Uh, and it's much more comfortable. And it's in a location I've been wanting to live in or work in for the last uh, 40 years. Because mm -hmm. well, we bought this land in 1980. So Yeah. Wow. Tom, how large was Green Earth Farms? That was 160 acres. 
Well, that was the greener side of it, but didn't you lease more than that out to other people, or was your whole operation was the whole farm? That was the irrigated ground. We had about 170 acres of irrigated ground, and then we had um, another, well, at one time, 600 acres of just dry land. Yeah. How's the water here? So the water here is excellent. We have water that comes right off the wilderness, and we're the first user on the creek. We're adjacent to the National Forest. And so uh, it's about as pure a water as you could possibly get. I've just got a small water right on the creek, but it's sufficient for what we're doing here. Describe this backdrop where we're looking at. Give us the location. Well, if you went up over that mountain, came straight down the other side, it's you'd come right out in Westcliff. That's, yeah. And that's where we're leaving here and going. We wish there was a road through there. What kind of road, what would a road be like through there, Tom? Steep. <laughs> they need a tunnel. But, uh, yeah, this is uh, Gibson. Um, we had a Native American elder that was living just down here for a while. He called it Tell Us Good Morning because it was the first mountain the sun would hit in the morning. So. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Wow, brother. That's beautiful. This whole place is just so incredible, Tom. And you've got so much stuff going this year. You're so much further ahead this year than you were last year, it seems like. And it seems like your irrigation methods have gotten... That's one of the things that we took away from the last time we visited you, just your methods of runoff and how you're really taking this land and bringing the flow of water for, for efficiency, I guess, right? Well, I've got most of, almost all of it set up to flood irrigate. And so um, I, I have sprinklers now in a well. It's all on solar. We're off the grid here. But uh, like we just finished irrigating these trees just an hour or so ago and the water's still running over here where he's digging. Well, so, but what do you call, I mean, Tom, you're saying flood irrigate, but you have like these little ditches and little, like little canals and rivers. I mean, this is like something that as a kid in Arizona, I built crazy things like this. But what do you call it in farming? I mean, the way we've been talking with so many farmers about in, uh, we were in Macon and Durango, where they were like doing some terraced farming like this. And I was, I was talking to the way that you water and the, I can't remember, he was, he plant, they planted an orchard, Tom, where the entire orchard is on an angle of the, of the, on the contour, on the contour. And so that the way, and then they, they would, they say they build little collection pipes every so often and collect the water as it comes down. Go to the next area? Yeah. Well, uh, all our beds, you can see, the roads are on the contour, and so that minimizes erosion. When I first put in the orchard, we went down the hill with it, and I started with really small little ditches. Um, in New Mexico, they call them the sequias, but... Uh, to minimize erosion, we just run a little bit of water at a time, and then we established all this clover, and, and uh, the grass came naturally. We planted a bunch of wildflowers, and so that holds the ground in place, and now we're able to run a little more water at a time. But uh, if we're irrigating across, yeah, we put everything on the contour. So Can we do the loop? Yeah. Tom, how many acres here? Uh, I'm going to say there's two and a half inside the fence. You've the, got two and a half, but elk, so much. The elk <laughs> I, fence. <laughs> Tom, how much? I mean, you've got to be producing hundreds and hundreds of pounds off of this, of all kinds of fruits and vegetables. I mean, thousands, i got to believe. We I got mean, our uh, first fruit crop last year. Um, 
and uh, yeah, the trees are just starting to put on, but you can see that there's some apples on here. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, right up here. I sure do. I sure do. But you didn't get popped with a freeze this year, huh? We did not get frozen out, but I did have a hailstorm about two weeks ago that, you know, like Joni Mitchell says, give me spots on apples. <laughs> 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 and leave me the birds and the bees. <laughs> so what, the farm's set up for what? Not not production or personal use? or What, what do you use the farm for? Well, we have a delivery program where individuals order once a week. And we uh, we had been doing home delivery this year with the COVID. We're going to do a pickup location, um, and then the local store carries our stuff. Um, Growers Organic was picking up things like frisee and dandelion greens and butter lettuce last year. Um, Vitamin Cottage in uh, our natural grocers in Salida will buy some things from me if I have extra. You know, these are all heirloom tomato plants there and there. And Growers was buying heirloom tomatoes the last two years, and so was Vitamin Cottage um, and the local stores. So we have more than... Gorgeous. You know, this is Napa cabbage right here, both red, red and green. Red and green. Gosh, Tom. You're, I, seriously, a little arugula here? Can I taste it? A little arugula we just picked. It, Oh, a little flea bitten. <laughs> yeah, but that's the year. I'm hearing the, from everybody that there's a lot of fleas this year in the spring you always get the flea beetles in the fall it'll really do well what about the medicinal part of your business can you and talk so about that we uh we can walk up and look at some of the medicinal herbs but we uh we grow calendula flowers and that's the main ingredient in my wife's calendula cream what do you want to cut through we can uh, cut right through. That arugula is the same, Tom. Uh, just, uh, oh, I miss it so much. I've tasted like three arugulas, and you, you've always done this like really spicy arugula <laughs> um, that I love. I mean, it's like what I really, I, I can't tell you how much of arugula I've eaten, Tom. So, Who was so great it there at Mel's? Uh, Tyler. Tyler. He uh, preferred our arugula to the... California style stuff. <laughs> so this is a new experiment this year, the hoop house, and it saved these plants from the hail. I mean, we had two inches of hail on the ground. It was it really really hit us hard. Interesting. So, so it's a, it's the, like at the time the plastic was over it. Did you make this yourself, or yeah, did you yeah. come up with this? We just made it ourselves. Yeah. And that so do you really just do it for cover if there is a storm and leave it wide open if not? Yeah, I can't put that plastic over by myself. It takes four people to put it over. Damn. But uh, we left it on for the first three weeks. We were getting close to freezing at night, and and then we had those severe storms come through, and now I've just taken it off. The tomatoes taste so much better if they're in the sunshine. and so. But in the fall, once the tomatoes are on there and and green but we're getting close to frost we'll cover it again and that should give us another two weeks my eyes tom i oh, see man. something I yeah just... we just picked it a couple hours ago but you'll be, able to, you'll be able to find something in there i'm sure oh my gosh tom <laughs> those are some damn good strawberries these are some damn good strawberries <laughs> I can just see a bunch of ripe ones just from I here. know, Zog and I. Jay Parker, here you go, man. No, none for Jay. I got to look for one. Here you go. I'll give you the one I picked for Jay. Sure you don't want it, Jay? 
Uh, Wait until you taste that. There's one right that is there. one of the there's best damn there. strawberries. There's one down there. How lucky people. <laughs> <They're able> to... <laughs> Actually eat a strawberry that tastes good. <laughs> oh my gosh, Tom. What other berries do you have? Uh, raspberries. We've got June berries. Um, hawthorn berries. Sea buckthorn berries. Those are medicinal, but uh, oh really? So I backed off on dandelion production. Dandelion greens. Here I'll eat a I'll eat a little bit as we walk through. But here you can see the water actually irrigating a row of strawberries. It's coming all the way from where you crossed the creek up at the top. Just another day at the office, huh? <laughs> yeah, not a bad place to work. What's a day day for you like? Walk us through a day of your life. Oh, well, I start out usually doing some work for my wife's business. Uh, I do her invoicing and take care of the fulfillments on the internet orders she gets and then I'll deal with whatever bookkeeping tasks are for the day and then I'll get over here I usually get over here about 10 and uh, Kai's already been here for a couple of hours working. Tom tell people though real quick the name of your wife's company. So Atera, Atera Botanicals but the website is greenearthfarm.com and that's where you can go and see all the products okay sorry i'll get let you back into it. you were talking about i just built this this spring mm. if you want to take a dip help yourself we put <laughs> steps in <laughs> nice <laughs> no shortage of mosquitoes <laughs> um, these are the raspberries they're kind of loaded Okay, yeah. so Tom, I'll get you back in. You were t you said you got here about ten with. Yeah, I arrive around ten, you know, and we'll uh, here shortly. It'll be mostly harvesting, but up till now it's been planting and and weeding. Um, but yeah, see if you can get a shot of these raspberries. This is Kai Kai Doobie. This is uh, Brian and his crew of uh, modern eaters. <laughs> Greg and Jay. Hey, so why are we all of a sudden seeing the more mosquitoes than I've seen anywhere else around here? Ah. Hey. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is Brother Luck from Lucky Dumpling, 4 by Brother Luck in Colorado Springs, and I am rocking with the modern eater. You're watching them, you're tasting them, you're knowing everything there is to know about Colorado. <laughs> Hi. Charlie from Brews Beers here. Our new Belgian Abbey Four Pack is a mixed package of the four core beers made in Abbey and Trappist breweries in Belgium. So we have a single, a double, a triple, and a quadruple in one package. Now, quadruples are the emperors of Belgian monastery ales. They're dark in color uh, with a dense tan head and alcohol ranging from 8 to 12%. So they're pretty strong. Quadruples are very rich and complex with big maltiness, uh, spice, and flavors of raisins, cherries, and plums. 
Alcohol is apparent in the mouthfeel, but not overwhelming, uh, even at 10.5% ABV. So the finish is long, complex, and dry, and they're great beers anytime, by themselves or with hearty foods. Pick up your Abbey Four Pack at either Brews location, 67th and Pencos, or at Colfax and York, and at fine liquor stores throughout the Denver metro area. Take home some Belgian-style badassery today. the outtake version. What's up, Denver? I'm Chef Natasha Hess, and this is Chef Carrie Baird, and we are at the Ginger Pig. Check us out, gingerpig.com. You can also see us on themoderneater.com. Thanks, everybody. It's cornstarch. I know. It's cool. All right, you guys, back to the show in just a second. I'm here in Colorado Springs with Chef Noah Siebenhaller, and we're here to tell you about bread and specifically Aspen Baking. Aspen Baking Company has been baking the best bread in Colorado since 1994. Chef, I know you use Aspen Baking Company here. What do you use here? Why do you like it? So um, I use their sourdough, their French Parisian, their burger rolls, marble rye, and slider rolls. Um, I, I was introduced about three and a half years ago, and I haven't found a better bread in Colorado since. So we use it for exclusively for everything. I'm telling you what, you guys, don't take my word for it. Take Chef Noah's. They're making quality product. They don't put in the, 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 the fake colors. They don't put in the chemicals. They don't freeze it. They don't do that stuff. They just bake fresh bread. Aspenbaking.com is where you go to get that bread. And uh, now back to the show. Hey, so why are we all of a sudden seeing the more mosquitoes than I've seen anywhere else around here? <laughs> it's getting later in the day for one thing. But it seems like they love those raspberry they bushes. We do love those raspberry bushes. Huh? I'm sure they... Getting ready to take off? All right. Yeah, go ahead and turn the water off. Thank you. So now, Tom, are these just starting or are these just finishing? These the are just starting. So these are fall bearing. They won't start until September, but these will be ready in about 10 days, maybe less than that. And I got a bunch of, bunch of them, I mean, relatively for me. But uh, now this is a new area. We just, uh, I cleared the land last winter. We uh, dug the stumps out this spring as soon as the ground thawed, and we planted another uh, 21 fruit trees, of which all but one, only one didn't survive. That. What kind of trees are these up here? So this one right here is a crab apple, um, an edible crab apple. And then I've got uh, plums and cherries and peaches and pears and that whole row over there is heirloom apples this is a cover crop just to improve the soil okay but at first i looked at it and that's what i thought it looked like a pea or something like that it is it is yeah okay peas and vetch and oats nice and then we've got our summer squash winter squash and our green chili been having really good luck with chili. The, they took a big hit on the hail, but they're coming back. Now, Tom, would anyone ever, um, would you put, put animals around here ever? 
Like, what do you got? Some chickens going? Got some chickens this year. We just got them this spring. Wow, nice. Built a coop last year. Are you allowed to put like a pond or anything in or no? Uh, you'd have to do a special permit for a pond. Um, yeah, I don't really need a pond. I don't have a lot of water right anyway. It would probably sink in the ground. Oh, really? But, uh, well, it's interesting. We were just seeing a lot at a lot of the farms this trip. People are putting a lot. We, we noticed a lot of geese and duck that people were putting on their... Uh, on their smaller farms that were eating the other stuff. Oh, Tom, you built this yourself? Uh, I had help, but uh, we kind of designed it. We s stole the design from a place in Delta we drove by. This they kind of eyeballed it and we copied some of the design features. This is nice, your little egg boxes over here? Yeah. Nothing right now, Jay. Let's look on the other side. No, they're not laying yet. They they still have about six weeks to go before they start laying. Oh, so you got some young birds? Mm-hmm. We, we got well, chicks. This, I guess that's right. This year's, uh, yep, sorry. We got chicks in uh, late March. I like that. That's going to keep foxes out and everything. Did you dig dig around it, or what you got going on for that? So, yeah, you can see here the there's wire. This wire comes out to here. All the way around. All the way around it. Mm -hmm. Nice. Nice. That's the way you keep your uh, foxes out of the hen house. <laughs> oh, they've been trying to get in too, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go grab that. Spray. Oh, I, hey, that was the most insane thing. I wonder if we got that on film at all. Oh, yeah. Because that was, uh, th there was some, it was like swarming. Well, Tom's just giggling inside. I said, look at these dudes with the shorts on. Where they want it. Long, short sleeve. I could see that from a distance. Uh. <laughs> so, Tom, this water, you could drink it, right? Except that you wouldn't want to. Cause yeah, you don't know if a deer died in it or something. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's pretty darn pure water. Can we walk in the greenhouse? Yeah. Let's do it. And the root cellar. Yes. Then we'll get and out the root the cellar. So Tom, one of the things that I was curious, are you guys continuing to grow the line? Because you do grow a lot of medicinal herbs. Yeah. And that's something that's be growing in popularity and people are understanding that better. Is that are you so guys? This all is all echinacea that? right here. Okay. There's a big patch of echinacea and then the calendula flowers. We just picked them so there's not very many flowers. And so then, echinacea, folks, it, it's one of those herbs that helps you stay healthy. Um, yeah, it's an immune system booster. Yeah. That's got to be hot right now, huh? And we use uh, that in our tinctures where we, um, yeah, we tincture a bunch of different immune herbs, make a potion with it. And then the calendula has healing properties as well for, for the skin mainly yeah yeah so yeah once uh we grow all the starts in here put them out in the field and then we plant in the ground and we're growing uh sunflower sprouts in these trays another item growers was picking up but apparently the new <laughs> owners aren't interested in oh really i don't That's, know i i hope not let <laughs> That's basil. So Tom, are you gonna get are you gonna plant any trees in here? 
No. <laughs> well, that's a lemon tree right there. I, well, that's what I was curious. <laughs> I, so the question's valid, is he like? I put a heater in here, so now I've got you know a thermostat so it comes on if it goes below a certain temperature and so you could put you could start something I like that yeah like have that. you always had this coop no we just built that last year yeah it was super cool isn't it we we showed the the viewers greg around he built a skirt that comes around the whole entire coop so the foxes can't dig in it the, oh the chickens haven't started laying yet they're still uh they're just this year's flock but um isn't this place you guys just i mean tom this is one of the most like seriously when it all melts down i'm still coming out here, man. <laughs> you're not invited oh uh, yeah <laughs> you think he's gonna have you <laughs> want to go look at the cherries on that tree right there they're just got loaded a to z oh really with cherries right down yeah. here yeah i'm gonna put your spray right here tom tom okay how many different items do you have, have things do you have growing here? Oh, man? I don't know. Lots. I've never counted them. But look how many cherries are coming. Wow. Holy smoke. And so we, if folks, if you remember, watch our videos from this road trip. When we were back at Berg Harvest, we were actually eating cherries off of the tree. Well, no, we were lying before that. So in Palisade, cherry trees were pretty much smaller. Destroyed, yeah, destroyed. And then, and they would have been ready a week before paonia and in paonia and 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 burke harvest they were they were just about a week away from uh, optimal ripening. Uh, uh, exactly optimal. and, and they were then you, be you see right here yeah. just on the front end so when are these going to be ready these are sour cherries i'd say two weeks two weeks yeah oh wow and they'll turn red instantly or what they'll turn well it takes them a little while okay um some of these are the the ones the plant is culling because there's just too many on there oh so, interesting so yeah. when they already look like they're ripe right now that means the plant it's is actually trying to get rid of them pushing them off yeah. wow so well, i think one was had a syringe attached to it. <laughs> i didn't know if i got stung by it you know uh, you remember uh italian prune plums right oh tom you've got some prune plums going brother check this out <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you guys, just so you know, Tom is probably one of really a handful of people with an Italian prune plum that will, this will go into production, obviously, but there's just not, I mean, <laughs> is that this, lack of demand or lack? I mean, why? It's why? just something people let go. I mean, it's just not, it's a not a, you know, large commercial crop. I mean, Wayne Talmadge used to have a prune plum. Yeah. Describe one to me that's ripe in the taste. And so it's oblong. You can see how they're starting to be oblong here. Uh huh. And they turn dark purple. Ooh. And uh, oh. they're fairly firm even when they're ripe. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, and they they store real well. Huh. Uh, and then if you dry them, they become plums. Prune, yeah, prunes rather. You guys, seriously, you do not know how alive and vibrant this farm is. I'm looking at this one thing right here, Tom, the amount of ladybugs. I know, there's so many ladybugs on these plants, it's unbelievable. I mean, Tom, that's just, well, that's just a sign, folks, of super, super healthy. And that's a native flower that we never planted these. These came up wild. It's 
How about this year, pretty dry? Oh, it's dry. Yeah. yeah it's seriously dry. There's a, been a fire ban in effect for two months. Yes, last year it was cool and wet. Year before, really dry. Gosh, so, so Tom, These it's just... These are pears here. <clears throat> I know, that's what's just so amazing, you guys. We went from, we've gone from plum, apples to plums. Wait, cherries? Cherries. Apples. Plums. plums. And now we're looking at... Pears? Pears. <laughs> you guys, right here, just in the span of like four rows, we've seen just the incredible diversity. Tom, it's just... It's Did you want to peek in the root cellar? Uh, yeah, a little uh, curly parsley here. Yeah, we got curly there and Italian down below. Tom, you know what they say about parsley? <laughs> <laughs> I hate to think. <laughs> That is an old inside joke of Tom and mine's from the day of the farmer's markets. Um, when we go offline, boys, I'll tell you the joke. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so one thing that's cool is they, had, they trained the kids early. Look at this one. And that's something that was a little, a little child. Mono, uh, yeah. Mm hmm. Here's another matate of beauty here, and it's got uh, an indentation on both sides. See? Yeah, and all that came from just right here. So, Tom, bats? Do you have any bats? I mean, i got to believe that yeah, something's got to... Yeah, the bats gotta... come around, but, you know, I think bat populations are in decline. We need more bats to yeah. get the mosquitoes. Yeah, that's why it's a little surprised. <laughs> oh, the roof cellar. You guys, this is what someone would use to hold everything. Tom, basically, so they had stuff all year round, right? I mean, right. I mean, we store potatoes, apples. We even ripened the heirlooms in here up until like middle of October. They ripened really nice in here. It was about 60 degrees. Devil's claw root. So these are all the herbs that are soaking in. Organic alcohol from Hodgkiss. Hopefully one day we'll be making our own alcohol out of our own apples and fruit. Well, ooh, you have any Spryllanthes? Oh, yeah. Can what we did, get some buzz buttons? Where I saw a, it right here. But yeah, is that what you had us chew on? There's what? two whole things over there, but yeah, I've got a whole row of them out here growing. Let's, can we stop by so everyone sure. gets to remember? Is this that, is our is space. Is that what we chewed on? Yep, this is it. This is where we get our buzz. <laughs> With our buzz button. Well, Sprylanthes, is this, it's a straggler or what, Tom? Is it? Uh, that's what it's called, Spilanthes. Spilanthes. And it has a flower, but you use the whole plant in the tincture. Um, leaves and everything. I guess not the roots, but yeah, we can go pick some. I think there's a few flowers down here. They might have some sand in them. Get the hummingbirds on the testament. So you guys, you gotta love this. We just asked Tom for one one thing in this farm with he's gotta have hundreds of things. <laughs> I mean Tom, truly you've gotta have how many? <laughs> well, it's probably, you know, well over fifty. Okay, well over things. fifty and things. It could growing be a hundred easily, I suppose. Here's the asparagus patch. And there's yarrow growing in here, and we've got some uh, um, 
garlic chives, and here's the regular chives. And you guys right there, see that asparagus? That's purple asparagus. Big old purple asparagus right there. Oh, here's another one. You ate this one, Tom? Yeah, you can eat them. This is what they look like when they grow up. Greg, can I share? A little purple asparagus. Excuse me. And that's goji berry right there, and then we've got the June berries, which is also um, called service berries in northern Colorado. Um, and then this is the spilanthes, and that's calendula. So yeah, there's a there's a flower sticking up. Dare yourself to <laughs> eat one of those things. So, Tom, just a couple minutes here. What would you say we, we really need to go check out? You mean in the area or? No, here on your farm. Well, I mean, we just did the tour. We did a good one. That's all, that's yeah. all garlic yeah. down there. Where should we start? <laughs> Where do you want to start, Tom? I oh, know. Let's do this again. Hey, you can here, guys, tell. right here. Jay, Greg. There it is, huh? You guys try it. What what were those things that we had soaked last year, Tom? That we that was ate? these. That was those. That was except these? that's fresh right there. That's fresh. All right, so I don't so know what kind. That's gonna keep the COVID at bay right there. This will keep the COVID at bay right here. <laughs> I don't know what kind of trippy ride we're about to go on, but we'll continue <laughs> on road trip 2020 heading down the road. I wish Brian we could get right through that mountain range right there, the San De Cristos, and we'd be on the other side of Westcliff in probably about a half an hour. We got about an hour ride out. Got to head up to Salida and head back down into Westcliff. We'll be at Music Meadows Ranch. And I hope you enjoyed checking out Tom McCracken's. This is ancient. Nope. Nope. Acacia. What? Archaic. Archaic. Archaic orchards. And um, it's been a pleasure to catch up with Tom. We'll be back next year. And as we continue down the road, you got to follow us on Instagram. Our stories are fantastic. Like us, love us, and share the videos. See you down the road. Thanks so much. The Modern Eater Show continues. Hey, you guys. Jay here with The Modern Eater Show. Thanks for watching. Don't forget about our YouTube and Instagram channels. A lot of killer content over there. Throw us a subscribe on YouTube. Throw us a follow on Instagram. And thank you for supporting TME. We couldn't do this without our amazing sponsors, so let's check them out right now. Very proud to be part of the, the Modern Eater and uh, chefs, restaurant owners, any food service operators. You know, I know right now that uh, delivery and carry out is bigger than ever and we got you covered. Uh, Cambro uh, has a full line of uh, delivery and carry out items. More economical options are expanded polypropylene or EPP, a uh, nice insulated container. Uh, the ProCard Ultra is really versatile. It's a great unit because you can actually store cold products down here, hot products up here. It's all 120. There's no refrigeration worries. It's all thermodynamics. Just let us know what your food service challenges are, what it is we can do to help you out, and there isn't anything that we can't do for you. So uh, hope to see you over here at our facility in Park Hill soon and uh, stay safe out there. You know everybody, with several million dollars of hard assets here, insurance is very, very important to us. Ewing Levitt covers it all. Machinery, building, workman's comp. Ewing Levitt's got us covered from the floor to the ceiling, from our alley, even to the street.
this divider, this press, my cooling conveyor, my oven. Ow, ow. Ewing Levitt covers our counter stacker and our employees too. If you need insurance, take it from Little Rich at Rockalitas. Call Ewing Levitt, they'll get you covered. Hey, this is Keegan from D-Bar in Denver. You guys might find it difficult to stay in touch and stay up to date with the ever-changing culinary scene in Colorado. It's almost impossible. Just tune in to Modern Eater. These guys have their fingers on the pulse of what's happening in all of the food and beverage in all of Colorado. They're behind us. They understand the idea of shopping local and shopping small. To support them, you support us. Right now, let me tell you about Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. He's the man with the plan. When it comes to tap installations and tap maintenance, Jeff Rourke is the most trusted man in the business. 20-plus years, family-owned and operated, does great work, and you might be knocking the rust off of your bar or restaurant and getting things tuned back up. He's the guy to call. If you're pouring inefficient beer, Jay, what are you doing? You're pouring your money down the drain. Uh, money. Don't do that. Uh, foam is money. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke, A-plus beverage solutions. Tell him what you need done. He'd be happy to come out and just take a look for you. Here's the phone number to give him a call, 720-272-3809. One more time, 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-plus beverage solutions. Okay. What's happening today? Well, we're, we got the place back open. Um, we're, you can see we're starting to host some people in here. And uh, yeah, our, our hours are hopefully by next week. Wednesday we would be open, but we're kind of slowly crawling our, our way back in. So Just we're like Thursday through Sunday. You can come in here and uh, grab a drink and grab some of our pizzas and uh, the fun, fun stuff that... Uh, Dave's making out in the trolley. I love it. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't been, we're going to take you inside. This is so cool today. First, uh, And again, baby steps. But patio's the name of the game, brother. Patio. It's a patio CD. Get your patio on. And right here in Palisade, you got picturesque views. And they call, what do you call it? The magic hour? Magic hour, <laughs> 8 o'clock at night. Sun goes down. Book cliffs light up. Look, book cliffs light up. It gets beautiful. Um, still hanging out with the local eater guys. Thanks, man. Yeah. So much. Good to see my friend Bill here. What's a trip to Palisade without coming to Peachtree Distiller? I, I've been coming here since, for, when did you guys start? We started in 2005. 2005. 2005. So we're working on 15 years. We were going to have a big old honking 15 year anniversary <laughs> party, but Mr. COVID took that away from us for now. It's nice to <laughs> Just see. Just put it on pause. We'll yeah. be here. Check it out, though. Look around, man. It, it's getting a little bit back to it's normal uh, you needed to see that kind of probably here, huh? you guys check out table 16 here is our prime table for the magic hour day table 16 you get a little mist coming off of that puppy and you're uh yeah you, you know social distancing so the tables are kind of far apart but it's nice once you get in you can take off your mask and enjoy a drink out here in the sun it's got to be the best patio in palisade right I yeah, mean, it's pretty fun. hands down yeah it's pretty fun so as you can see, opening up slowly, and that's exactly what you need to do, right? Let's uh, yep. knock the rust off. The employees are back to work. Yep. So we can go uh, inside, and you kind of see the 
inside's not really happening because we're trying to keep people safe and we know that the outside air is a little more friendly for this uh for this virus but you come up here and order place your drink meet meet your host and they can find you a table take your first order get things going for you and then if you want to visit with our friend the the, the goat the goat there um, for our goat vodka. If you start talking to the goat, they might cut you off. <laughs> right? <laughs> so you'll go in phases. You'll add a table or two here. And, yep. And this tasting room, you know, normally it's full of life. There's yep. tables and people are in here and, and, and back and forth. But that, that's what you do, the nature. But the bars are wide open. The cocktails yep. are the same. So the Mesa County ruling is that you, you can't be sitting at the bar uh, if they're producing stuff on the other side. So it's just our staff walking up and grabbing things. But as the restrictions lighten up, we'll add some tables so you can come in and as it gets hotter this summer, get out of the heat and be in the air conditioning. But uh, yeah, come on through. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Peach Street Distillers, Palisade, Colorado. Um, so you know, do you know that we're meeting Dave and Paonia and uh, what Friday we're meeting Dave and his okay. family. Okay, he's gonna come up and bring some beer. We're gonna campfire and hang out at Big Beef. Okay, that sounds great. So, the relationship. It, this is a really cool thing because some people may or may not know Ska Brewing Company, right? Yep. But then there's also the Brewstillery. You were yep. open for an amazing hour. We were open for one hour and eleven minutes. Katie's right over there from. Uh, Scott Street, Bruce Stillery, the lovely Katie Nerling and Dustin Lemoyne's here. And we're, we're trying to get uh, the companies a little bit more aligned in terms of like how each place does stuff, particularly in this time of kind of need where you obviously don't know how to do everything. So mm -hmm. more brains are better than one, right? So that's kind of what's going on uh, here today. And we're, we're trying to get this place rocking and rolling to into next week and yeah keep moving forward uh you gave us great tours all the time but i would like i have to see out you back to the if, Rick House? if you wouldn't mind you just to see your progress i don't well, know you can take a stroll through here even though there's not seating guys but as we do that talk about some of the special releases that you've been able to come out with in just this past year uh, some 10-year bourbon i think <laughs> is going to probably be at the at the top of the list there is what uh, what dustin's saying but yeah we released uh a 10-year, I think, uh, right before Christmas, and we, that's one of the old. It's the oldest bourbon in Colorado right now. Now, is is a 10? Do you need 10 years? Are you just showing off at that point? Is it doing anything? <laughs> I mean, no. I think I think you do. Um, I think uh, the evaporation and the amount uh, that the spirit uh, goes into the wood and back and forth. Um, that diurnal shift that we get so well around here. 10 years of it, it's definitely a really special spirit. And well, that's what uh, I was gonna ask, because it, you know, it turned out to be like an aged balsamic to where you just scraped maybe, it out of there. Thick. Well, no, I mean, spirits, you start to, we see the majority of our angel share take off in the first two years. Yeah. And so then the, it seems like the, the spirit will calm down and, and kind of stop evaporating on us. But speaking about evaporation, let's go smell some. <laughs> yes. Bill, how many barrels um, of that do you have? I believe that there are six. Six barrels. Coming up. So it's, what that equates yeah. to what, like 1,300, 1,400 bottles? Or? Yeah, we're talking probably 230 bottles, 220 per barrel. 230, okay. Something yeah, like so about 1,300. Whereas like our, 
younger spirits will um, will get like 250. So we, we do see a significant amount of evaporation, but it's like I was saying, we see at least the first third of evaporation the angels share happen in the first couple of years. And then it, it, it seems to calm down. And then the spirit really starts to do its solvent-like activity into the wood. And so you really pull out a lot more deeper vanilla caramel, um, even some of the like, not some of my favorite flavors, but those more woody flavors that are like tobacco. Mm. Ask mm-hmm. coming up out of it. Now, it's pretty good. So I, I just picture in my mind that this should be like you could clap, Bill, and it would open up and be like a vault. <laughs> Look at this! Wow. So uh, not much room left. Yeah. Do you remember the last time, Greg, we were in? Yeah. Here? Yeah. We had and the move. smells. Oh. oh. That smells amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll get <laughs> 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 supposed, to, supposed to cover the cup. No, but you can see, like, we, we've we racked some fresh barrels here. And they're kind of intermixed with some of the older barrels that you can definitely see up on top. And, you know, uh, we, uh, we basically have the older ones picked and stuck to the top. So they're pretty easy to put our hands on. I was going to say, how do you get back in? God forbid anything would happen to yeah. one of these. How do you? It's pretty tight in here. And you can see, you know, like basically all the controls are just right down this one wall, but it's uninsulated, a um, little bit of humidity, the humidifiers down there. And then you got one breaker box to like kind of control everything. This is it. I mean, there. otherwise you kind of want, you want the door shut and you're just, I like the intimacy, thing. man. I mean, I really do. We've seen a lot of distilleries in Colorado, a lot of different setups. This is probably one of my favorite setups. Yeah, this is a right cool here. room in here, huh? It's just really That's cool. where all the fun is. And mm-hmm. yeah, you, you ask like, we need a piece of software to track where things are. Because like we can't, you know. Oh, it's, you start rocking them anymore. in here. And you so theoretically, you wouldn't miss one of these barrels if it just <laughs> ended up in our truck for the rest of the road trip. You'd probably but. get away with it for about <laughs> five months, and then Davey would go away. He'd figure it out. All right. And Greg looks way too drunk for a long time. Right. <laughs> that would exactly. be something else. So production right now, I mean, slowed down, right? Yeah, production is definitely slow right now, um, but it, it's starting to pick up maybe. Um, let's keep our fingers crossed that things keep uh, going the direction that they're going. And uh, as the front range, you know, as as front range goes, so does Colorado. So yeah. we need you guys over in that area to wear your masks. And get to drinking. <laughs> right. Can't drink, wear masks, man. <laughs> right. Be responsible well, with your mask. I mean, wear your mask. You haven't outgrown this seated. still yet. What's that? You haven't outgrown this. We, we, well, we've added another still over there. And uh, actually one is on its way to Boulder. Oh, so, really? uh, okay. that Bruce Stillery up there is we're donating still up there to start making some interesting products up there. As I well. didn't know you were going to get down up there. Yeah, it's happening. Is this a collaboration bill or what, what are you doing? So the Bruce Stillery is Ska Brewing Company and Peach Street Distillers yeah. combined. Ska Street, Bruce Stillery. Nice. Yeah. Ask him how they came up with the name. How'd you come up with that? <laughs> You're going to have to ask Thibodeau over in Payone. Show, show, show us this trolley. Yeah, and so what we added this last year in about July was a food element. So in combining the three operations, the brew distillery, the brewery, and the distillery, we needed uh, um, similar licenses, so pub licenses, where we were manufacturing licenses before, like manufacturing and sales room license. 
we switched over to pub licenses. Pubs, you need to have a certain percentage of food. So this is our our little trick around. I, around I'll, and I'll there. bet you um, people really appreciate that you had to do this. Yeah. But uh, what we took was a Durango bus, like the trolleys that run up and down the main street in yeah. Durango, the transit system. And we ran across one of those, Jeremy, the chef. Oh, my God, look at that pizza. Got it? That yeah. came out of there? <laughs> How did that come out of there? Right. Wow. Delicious food. Yep. And we... And if you want to just take a step up, you can kind of peek down and see the action in there. It's really cool. A uh, little pizza oven and uh, some prep tables and a, a minimum number of people working in there. And we just do a kind of a modified service model where you order over there and a food runner will run, run the food to you and you sit tight and have a drink. Have you been to Scott lately? I, geez, when was the last time I was there? Probably two months ago okay we'll be there in three days it'll be All interesting right. to see how what's going down yep, there and i should probably buy you guys a pizza so you can compare it to uh, that's, uh, what jeremy that's got. an interesting yeah. idea absolutely yeah, right? now dave has a dish named after him down there yep. you have one named after you up here the big billy yeah. there is one <laughs> i had to ask a yep. uh, little gus still running around naked shooting squirrels and he, rabbits he is uh <laughs> He, uh, Katie was asking about him. He's uh, raising a couple of pigs uh, for 4-H this year, and he needs to sell them. So he was pitching Katie up in the Boulder location to buy one of his 4-H pigs, too. Our boy. Uh, you can thank Uncle Dave for that, Gus. Yeah, right, uh, Gus. <laughs> whole world knows you run around naked now. That's all right. How old is he, nine? Nine, ten? He's nine now, yeah. Nine, man. That's yep. what you do when you're nine. You run around naked shooting, yep. you know. Yeah. What's he shoot? Is he using a eight he's, gauge? Yeah. All right. So we're talking about four H. He's in four uh, H shooting too. So he's shooting twenty twos now. That's fantastic. Yeah. Got to learn young, yeah. right? I got my hunter safety card when I was just a kid. He got his. I wonder hunter if it's still card. valid. Yeah. Always. What do you do when you forever? It's valid yeah. forever. Take yeah. the take the class hunter safety once. We take you hunting while you're here. Yeah. <laughs> I love. It. Well, just squirrels and rabbits. Yeah. Man, th always coming up here. Yeah. And yeah. seeing you, thank you so much. I know, and and it's, we were talking about the new normal, and here we are, and this is the world we live in right now. And just as a business owner, stress is what you feel right now. But it's going to open back up. And it, it it's we're trying. It's feeling good. It's yeah. a lot better than good. just like kind of sitting around going. Good to see your patio, right? What the hell's going to happen? Yeah, yeah. The patio is beautiful. I think every one of those seats needs a mister, though. Every single one. <laughs> every yeah. one. I, I agree. It gets hot out here, huh? <laughs> it does. The hot side <laughs> day, man. I don't know. This you, is a nice day. And this Dallas, is man. This nice is and mild, hot. huh? Yeah. yeah. Just warming up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in fashion of what we want to do, we need to finish with a cocktail. You mind if we go to the bar? We're going to order a cocktail. Yep. And then we're going to take you up on that pizza offer. Okay. Well, this, grab a menu. Grab a fantastic. drink. Fantastic. And uh, you guys get some shots. Yeah, what else? I like it. What else is going on? You live in the area, don't you? Yeah, I do. That's fantastic. Yep. <laughs> uh, you want to swing by? It's a mile and a quarter from here. <laughs> Bill's, Bill's got a little vineyard, too, which works out well. We, we can uh, swap vi vineyard stories together back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. 
So I'll direct you over. Let's take an order over here. And then uh, we'll so get you guys you to it. a seat. And um, things will happen from there, right? Peach Street Distillers, Palisade, Colorado. This is what's all worth it. Come on out. Enjoy yourself. Drink responsibly. And uh, can you get uh, bottles to go? You can get bottles to go. And we, what's really fun, and I think they've made this more a little more permanent, uh, uh, we can do alcohol to go. So you can get a mixed drink to go if you'd like. And uh, we, we're carrying some Ska beer, so you could even grab a six-pack of Ska beer to go if you would like. But That's a new treat. You know, well, and people uh, like Jay who don't drink, he loves the Skagwa. And we've got Skagwa. Nice. So I'm going to have to pick you up some of that. You're partying. All right. Let's get a drink. Let's, Let's get, get a, drink. a drink. All right. Thank you. We'll see you down the road. The Modern Eater Show continues.